Hello and welcome to the Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. And the Green Hornet strikes again! The rain came down unceasingly, and to add to the eerie darkness of the night along the waterfront... A heavy mist had risen, and it swirled and eddied about the long black car, which, moving like a sinister shadow, finally came to a stop alongside a deserted waterfront building. A tall, shadowy figure stepped from the car. It was the dreaded figure of the Green Hornet, who stood listening intently for a moment, then spoke. Come on, Kato. We'll take a chance. You think they set trap for Hornet? Perhaps it's a risk. It could be. That's why we came here a half hour ahead of time. Will Black Beauty be safe here in a secluded place? Yes. Leave the car door open for a quick getaway. Come on. We'll go to the end of the dock. It isn't very far. Well, what do you find there? We're supposed to find a motor launch there. The time was set at 9 o'clock. I'm hoping it'll be there ahead of time. The police sure to come through, Mr. Blake. Yes. That's why we came early. Hard to see anything. I think I see the outline of a small boat now. Oh, I see something. It could be a boat. We could... Professor Santos, 
a scientist from South American country who come here during the war to do secret work for government. Ludlow reported missing since last night. Also, certain secret formula missing. Right. Professor Stiles gave out the report, and he suspected Ludlow of stealing the paper. Early this afternoon, I was in the city room of the Daily Sentinel, discussing the case with Gunnigan. Well, I guess that guy Ludlow beat it off of those secret papers, all right, Keith. Goes to show you don't know who to trust. Could be, Gunnigan. Yeah, it's hard to believe Stuart Ludlow would do a thing like that. He received a citation for his brilliant work in scientific research during the war. Yeah, but according to Sandoz, they'd hit on something big. Ludlow probably thought he could sell it to spies or something. Maybe, but I... Hey, hey, Gunnigan! Where did you hear the news I got this crime? Did they find Ludlow? No, but I... Maybe the secret formula thing turned up. No, it didn't, but I... Oh, well, then, man alive, Mike, don't stand that criminal. If you really got some news, let's have it. Up and Gunnigan, will you give me a chance to stop popping off before I get two words out of me mouth? Calm down, both of you. What did he find out, actually? Where did he hear it? I was at cops headquarters a while ago when they got a printed note having to do with the Mendo case. A printed note? Yeah. What did they say? Did you get a copy? Was it from the right shot? Come, Gunnigan, will you? Of course I got a copy. Took it down word for word. Listen to this. Oh, hurry up, read it. It says... Ludlow stole the formula and is selling it for big money. You can catch him red-handed when he turns it over to the Green Harlot tonight in a motor launch at 3rd Street Dock at 9 tonight. Then he'll use the launch for his getaway. Signed, one who is double-crossed. What do you think of that now? Jumping catfish. So the whole is mixed up in this. At least that's what the note says. Uh, are the police planning closed in on the Maxford? Sure. And believe you me, I'm going to be right with him. Sarge wants this kept off the record feed. So not to keep off Ludlow and Harnett. Why? You mean that we have to... Sergeant Burke is right, Gunnigan. We can't put that news about the note until after they have a chance to act. Oh, I suppose not. Have they notified the professor about it? Nope. Nobody knows but the cops and us. So keep it in your hat. We'll keep it quiet, Axford. After the police go to the doctor and I inform me about what's happened, I'll be anxious to know. I came home and then went to the dock as the Green Hornet came out. You know the result. It looked like someone definitely planned to kill Ludlow on launch to police find body and blame Hornet. Right. That someone very cleverly planned to make it look as though the Hornet murdered Ludlow and took the formula. And so far, he got away with it. It's not good. That's true. But the Green Hornet won't take it sitting down, Kato. I won't rest until I find that killer, no matter what it takes to do it. I say good afternoon, perhaps. Oh, one or the other. It's all the same to me. That's right. Evidently, time means nothing to you the way you come strolling in when you feel like it. Huh. Is that so now? I'll have you know I put in a full day's work this morning. That I have. Doing what, for instance? Dunking donuts in your coffee? Look, if I want a dunk, I'll dunk, and it'll still be none of your business, as I. But if you must know, I've been over to Professor Santos' place with Sarge and a couple of the boys. Oh, 
Well, maybe I was hasty in what I said. I've been waiting for you. Oh, hello, Reed. I was just about to go into I your... I know. You were just about to come into my office. Well, Gunnigan said he went over to Professor Sato's place this morning. Uh, that I did, Reed. You see, it is known that the professor owns a cabin cruiser. Sarge thought maybe Ludlow used it to meet the harness at the dock last night. But Santos' boat was still in the boathouse. I see. Then they still don't know who owned the launch in which Ludlow was killed. No, nope, they're still checking. No doubt it was stolen from someone who reported missing before long. Maybe. So Santos owns a cabin cruiser, eh? That he does. But he hasn't had it out of the boathouse in over a month. And he's the only one who has a key to get into it. He says he hasn't even been inside the boathouse. Did you see his cruiser exit? Sure. We all went to the boathouse. Sarge wanted to check, you know. Ah. It's a fine cruiser Santos has there. Did Sergeant Burke do any checking at all to make sure the cruiser hadn't been used last night? Oh, sure. Of course, he wouldn't question Santos' word. But then he did find that the gas tank was empty and the back deck was covered over with the canvas and things stored away so it was easy to see it wasn't used. I see. Well, what's the cruiser like, Axford? Oh, it has a sort of deck business behind, and then a glass-in cabin in the middle. Then, off that, at the front, through a little door, there's a couple of bunks full of sleeping. All as cozy as can be. Um, Gunnigan told me you went over there at 9 o'clock this morning. Where were you all morning? It's noon now. Well, um, yeah, here it is. like this. I, uh... Got left behind on the cruiser, that is. Left behind? Well, how did that happen? Yes, what do you mean? <laughs> to tell the truth, Reed, I snooped into that little bedroom where them bunks were. Well, just to see how comfortable they were, find you, I thought to lay down on one of them while Sarge and the others were talking outside. Michael <laughs> oh, Axford, don't tell us you went to sleep. Uh-huh. Oh, no. <laughs> I might have known. You mean the others went off and left you there asleep? That they did, Reed. Sure, and they got the start of their life when they woke up and got a look at the little clock in the wall up over the bunk. It pointed to 11 o'clock. Oh, Axford, what did you do? And I got off the boat and pounded on the door of the boathouse so the professor heard me and came down and let me out. Guess he thought he was a dope. <laughs> didn't seem to like it a bit. And I got me jalopy and highballed it over here. But Sorry, Sergeant Burke didn't miss you. Oh, he knew I had my own car there, so he probably didn't give it a thought. Anyway, we didn't find out anything. <laughs> I suppose for a moment you thought that clock on the cruiser was wrong when you looked at it, eh, actually? You said it, Reed. But I checked with me on watch and found it was right after all. So I sure lost no time getting out of there. Oh, Axford. You know, that's about the dumbest thing you've ever done. Lying down and going to sleep while you're out investigating. <laughs> okay, okay. Go ahead and laugh, because I got it coming. You know, Reed, it's an open and shut case against the Green Hornet. We know he double-crossed Ludlow by murdering him and making off with the secret paper. Sure, and this is one time the cops are up against the killer who's too smart to be caught. Oh, you never can tell, Axford. Sometimes the smartest of killers can overlook some little detail that will open the way to his capture. Something tells me Ludlow's murderer will be caught sooner than he or anyone else expects. After hearing Axford's story of his visit to Professor Santos' cruiser... Rick Reed did some serious thinking. At dusk, he left the Sentinel building and went to his apartment, where Cato, his Filipino valet, was preparing dinner. Rick immediately put through a phone call to Professor Santos. 
Is this Professor Santos speaking? Yes, Mr. Professor Santos. I'm Britt Reed, publisher of the Daily Sentinel. Oh, yes, yes, Mr. Reed. What can I do for you? Well, I called to ask if you've heard anything about part of a message scratched on the wall panel of the launch by your assistant, Ludlow, just before he died. It uh, might have been done by a pen or something like that. In an effort to tell just who it was that killed him. Well, now, perhaps I shouldn't have brought it up. Uh, naturally, I thought if he had done something like that, the police would have told you. But then I, I guess they would keep it quiet about any clues they might have found. Yes, yes, of Get started, Kato. Follow that car. 
Go into the study. Professor, the game is off. You'll have to clear out with me. Then there was something on the cabin panel, eh? Yes. He must have scratched it with a pin. Letter spelling your name, Professor. S-A-N-T-O-S. But that is your fault. I told you to be sure he was dead. But I could have sworn he was dead, Professor. I told you so when I got back into your cruiser to get away. Carl, it's strange that if the authorities saw that marking on the panel last night, they haven't come here to question me. <laughs> That's the way the American authorities work. They let you think you're not suspected till they put all the facts together. Then, they walk in, take you away. Where did you hide the paper containing a formula? In a slate in the mattress on one of the bunks in my cruiser. Carl, we have to make plans for leaving here. I... What's the matter? Right. Thought I saw someone outside that window. No, they heard anything. See anyone, Carl? No. Yes, I'm a little choppy. There's only one thing to do, Professor. What is that? We'll take your cruiser and go down the bay. Ship I'm to sail on tomorrow night is anchored down there. Can be arranged for both of us to go to board tonight. Yes, we'll do that. If we wait longer, then they put someone out here to watch. We must not be caught, Professor. We'll both hang for murder if we are. You are the one who killed my lord. <laughs> but you planned the whole thing. And you piloted the boat that took me. All right, all right. I'll pack a few things and then we'll leave in my cruiser. Once we're on that ship, we'll be safe. Meantime, Cato joined Britt Reed, who stood waiting near the door to the boathouse. Did you phone the police as I told you to, Cato? Yes, sir. I tell them murderer of Ludlow go out in Professor's cruiser tonight. Who they think I'm in Green Hornet, perhaps? Yes. I'll use a skeleton key on this door and we'll board the cruiser. I overheard enough to know the missing formulas there. I'm certain I'm trying to use the cruiser for a getaway. You keep them from taking boat out? No, I... I want them to get out on the water. There'll be less chance of one of them escaping. Come on. A short time later, Professor Santos and Carl entered the boathouse and boarded the cabin cruiser. And within a few minutes, the boat was backed out into clear water. That's far enough, Professor. Now, swing it around and head down the river towards the bay. Stay close to the shoreline. All right, Carl. Paint the picture. The whole job has been botched, Carl. I hope to continue on here in this country with further scientific research. Best to get out while you can, Professor. They would have caught up with you sooner or later. And think of all the money you get for turning that formula over to us. I hear it. Must be police boats. See, they did suspect you. Don't worry, Carl. I have special auxiliary motor on this cruiser. We can lose them readily. Uh, switch over to it then. I'll get the machine gun from the toolbox there. I don't 
later in Brett Reed's apartment, he and Cato, in dry clothes, were discussing the events of the evening. What you do at dark tonight, Mr. Brett? I scratched Sato's name on the wall of the cabin on the launch. I told you about my phone call to the professor just before we went to, to the dark. Oh, yes. Then what you tell him over phone, make him send to see if Ludlow will really leave clue. That's it, kiddo. And then we... Please! Have we got news this night? Well, Axford and Sergeant Burke. Axford asked me to run him home in a squad car. His jalopy busted down. I'm so glad you came in. Well, what's the big news? Please, what do you think? The cops got a tip off that the murder of Ludlow was going to go out in Sandals' cabin cruiser. Really? The Green Hornet, you mean? No, it wasn't the Hornet, Mr. Reed. Though we thought that's who we'd find. It was Professor Sandals himself with a Nazi underground spy. What? That's right. Sandals came too. He'd been gasped by the harness, you see, and before the other guy could talk, Sandals had spilled the whole works. And we found the secret papers, too. But why he tried to steal his own formula? Cato, he was going to get a big dough from some Nazis in South America for that formula. He couldn't sell it openly, so he had Ludlow murdered, then accused him of stealing the papers. <laughs> we got the whole story. But Oxford says something about the Green Hornet. Was he here on the cruiser? No, not when we got aboard. But stuck right on the clock in the bunk room was a harness seal. On the clock, mind you. Yeah. Believe me, that professor was a smart one. Sending that fake note to headquarters, saying the Hornet was going to meet Ludlow at the Third Street Dock. In that way, he had us thinking the Hornet killed Ludlow. Oh, well, the Hornet was mixed up with him. Well, just a question of time as to when he'd pull a double cross. Sure. And it's only a question of time before that Spalpine makes a slip and gets himself caught. To my way of thinking, he's too smart for his own good. Huh. You can say that again, Sarge. But stop at the words too smart. That's what I think of the Hornet. Well, have it your way. I, I got to get back to headquarters. See you again, Mr. Reed. Wait, I'm coming with you. So long, Reed. Goodbye. Mr. Britt, I not understand how you so positive Professor Santos involved in case. When Axford told me about going to Santos, he gave me a clue, Cato. Well, what did he tell you? Axford fell asleep on the cabin cruiser in Santos' boathouse. He said when he awoke, he noticed the time on a clock near the bunk. The time indicated by his own watch was just about the same. But how does that tell you anything? Cato, they don't have electric clocks on motorboats. Sato swore to the police that he hadn't been near his boathouse in a month, and therefore hadn't used his cabin cruiser. Yet that clock was running and keeping time. Oh, so that is... Right. Somebody had wound that clock. So I knew Santos had been lying since he had the only key to the boathouse. He had used his cabin cruiser only the night before. <laughs> And as, as Axford so aptly put it, the solution of the case really was just a question of time. Oh.